everyone. Welcome to the Create Initiative Podcast. We are back, and uh, we've got a wonderful episode ahead of you. Uh, with me is Kyler Clapp and Kyle Lee. Kyle, hello. Yeet. Producer Chris is joining us on the mix. Hello, world. Hello, world. So let's get right to it. Here's our theme song by the Handlers. That's vibey. <laughs> Super vibey. Um, well, hey, Kyle, we mentioned last week the hand, well, hand lungs are no more, and uh, you haven't been on for a few weeks, but can you tell us a little bit of what happened? Yeah, you know, um, creative differences, the way things go. Um, they Part of them wanted to uh, pursue Christian radio, and the other part did not. They wanted to make good music, and so uh, they <laughs> just say, had some creative differences. Did you say kid music or good music? <laughs> good music, oh, yeah. Okay. And so... I mean, there's no, a I'm career in that, kid music, too. That was, that was a harsh take, but uh, what happened was, um, you know, just make be creative. Whatever you think happened, happened. <laughs> just fill in the, fill in the blanks. Huh? It's up to you. Tell your, tell your truth. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a way to put that in today's world, Kyle. <laughs> so you can tell yeah. you're teaching third graders, huh? Yes, I'm teaching third Speak graders. So if you don't know, this is a paper broom. And so, brush that on the mic there. That's what third graders do all day is try to make paper brooms out of paper. Wow. And do they sweep things with it? Is that one you confiscated? Yeah, I took it. I <laughs> I spend most of my day taking things from kids, crushing <laughs> their joy, wow. um, telling them to sit down, telling them to be quiet, uh, put their mask back on. Um, let's see, what else do I do? Yeah, Kyle. There's a very little, very little time for teaching. That kind of sounds like my everyday and, with adults. <laughs> yeah, very, very little hey. time for constructive teaching. It's mainly just bathroom breaks, hand washing breaks, sit down, uh, get off the floor, get off your desk, um, stop cutting up your eraser, um, stuff like that. Oh, nice, nice. Well, we, yeah. we do want to talk about your experiences in the local classroom. Um, but before we get to that, Kyler, how are you doing? You are uh, locked away in your house? I'm at home, yes. It's kind of like old times. <laughs> it's like our summer quarantine series. Yeah, I'm actually a lot more productive at home. Yeah. Well, don't tell your boss that. <laughs> well, he's sitting right there, so... <laughs> Well, uh, we're glad. So everything's going all right? You're just chilling, being productive, getting stuff done? Yeah, I've actually been really productive today. Got a lot of things off my dry erase to-do yeah. list. Um, But yeah. Nice. Congrats. Congrats. So Haven't gotten to mow my yard yet because it rained, oh. so that was sad. Well, there's always tomorrow or the next day or the next day. Mm. Eh, or the next day or the <laughs> next day. Um, you never, you never have to worry about the world ending today because it's already tomorrow in Australia. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So that 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 brings up a rapture question. Now, that, that was a great response, Kyler. <laughs> wow, that was a real shock. I love Australia. You know, so, so if the rapture happens, Let's at, talk about the rapture. That you, know, you know, tomorrow in Australia, but then today in America, what day are they going to say it happens? You think they're going to care Nobody about the days knows. then? I don't know. Will they? 
Chris, chime in on this. What do you think? Silence. Mm. Silence. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Um. <laughs> I don't know. It's a po- it's a ponderer. Yeah. It's that's, a ponderer. Yeah, something to ponder, but not dwell dwell too much on. It's <laughs> a good two-minute ponder. What an answer. Yeah. Send in your answers and theories about the rapture, everyone. Yeah, we would love. We'd love Nothing to Nothing is off limits. Air. Nothing is off limits or too crazy or heretical. No. Send them in. No, you can you can let us know anything anything that you want. Um, well, we better we better move off that topic. Um, Kyle, um, we've introduced a new segment since you've been gone, and uh, we want you to take okay. part in it. And um, that that new segment is called Top Three. Kyler, do you have our theme music? Top Three. Are we? Is it have? Is that what I always say? Yeah, that's it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That didn't feel right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like it should be like top three, dun, 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 dun. but that's John Cena, so never mind. <laughs> the wrestler. <laughs> yes. That's, well, is that like John his... Cena, dun, 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 dun. you know. <laughs> nice. Then we're gonna get sued by WWE. <laughs> well, Kyle. Um, so with this segment, while you're reading Webster's Dictionary, um, that's a thesaurus. Oh, excuse me. Thesaurus. I was just looking up rapture. Um, Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Side note. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was going to do. Is rap- rapture. Synony- synonyms for rapture. Pleasure, cheer, satisfaction, enjoyment, felicity, exhilaration, contentment, gladness, gratification, elation, jubilation, well-being, gaiety, buoyancy, good spirits, all plush, cushions, altitude, seventh heaven. See also happiness. Um, wow. Growing up at the church I grew up at, that was never the way the rapture <laughs> was portrayed. Those were not synonyms, huh? <laughs> no, it was gloom and doom, and Kirk Cameron is the only friend you'll have yeah. in the rapture because he's left behind as What's-His-Face, <laughs> which has been recently updated to Nick Cage, yeah. which is a major upgrade. Yeah, it was a major upgrade, but they didn't make enough money, I guess, to mm. to do multiple. So, anyway, top three, since you took top us three. on that, that rabbit trail. Yeah. Top three. <laughs> there it is. Two, two theme songs. That okay. was way better than Kyler's. Well, we'll use yours for the outro. <laughs> Um, you look like Steve from Blue's Clues, Kyle. Don't talk to me. Um, his shirt was not even turquoise. It was solid green. So it was green, Close white, enough. then green. Ooh, burn. I got you. Oh, and cool. I'm not wearing khakis. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great to have the band back together. No wonder the hand lungs couldn't make it. <laughs> so <laughs> another side note. I know we've got so much content to get to. That's true. Last week was Wacky Wednesday. So I was wearing shorts and tall socks and sandals, and uh, immediately, I've always been self-conscious about my leg hair, guys. It's horrible. My leg hair is too long. (laughs) I hate it. I wish it didn't exist. It's just a thing about me. And immediately, a girl walks in and says, Yep. Yep. Your leg hair is very long, Mr. Lee. (laughs) Nice. Leave it to a third grader to expose you. Yeah. But, so after she got detention and expelled... (laughs) um, it was a no. I'm just kidding. Well, wow. So top three. Top Back three. to the top three. <laughs> right. Oh. I definitely know what this is. So okay. Let's so here's go, the deal. Top three. Go for it. Uh, each week, one of us will bring a question. It'll start with top three. Name your top three. Whatever. And then the other people are not prompted, so they won't know, you know what what question is coming. And uh, so it's just just a way to shoot the breeze and figure out what people really think. Right. So. Tell me what you're really exactly. Think. So here I is have, the top three today. That. Do you have any questions, Kyle? I thought I wasn't doing it. 
No, I'm asking you the question. You're not presenting the question. You're going to answer it. Oh, yeah. Piece of cake. Okay. I know everything. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. Here's the top three for everybody. Humble. So everyone will answer. Humility. Not just, not just Kyle. Um, um, humility. Um, humility. So here's your top three, Kyle. Name your top three books right now. Oh. Ooh. I say right now. I don't need it to be all time or anything like that. Just right now. Right three. now. Well, I am reading uh, All Things New. I think that's what it's called. I don't remember. It's not a new book by John Eldridge. Okay. I think that's what it's called. The Wild at Heart, John that's Eldridge? That's a great one. Yes. Okay. He's, it's about eternity and the renewing of all things. When Jesus talks about the renewing of all things, okay. so it talks about it in the New Testament. Um which is good. I'm reading. So you want to talk about race? I'm still ta- reading that one. Um, I can't pronounce the author's name without butchering it, and I don't have it in front of me. And so that's you said right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Top just three top three right now. That one's good. And then um, just finished reading again for the second time. God has a name by John Mark Comer, and it is a maze. And so, so you yeah, you still haven't got legit. him on the show for for some reason. How come? Oh, I mean, I don't have any type of clout. Oh, okay. As the kids would say. Okay. Well, so that was good. I name, name clout. Them. I don't have enough. Cl- I don't have enough clout bucks to no, cash enough in. Clout bucks. So name your three again. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to correct me in the show notes if I'm getting it wrong. All things new, by John Eldridge. El El Eldridge Elderidge. I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah. Um. So you want to talk about race, and then. God has a name. Okay, awesome. Kyler? That's it for now. Your turn, Kyler. Oh, okay. In no particular order, um, Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. I had to look up the author, but that's been one of the main books that's affected my life intensely. Um, Then I just got done reading Anonymous by Alicia Brick. Chloe, Chloe, however however you say your name, um, took me forever to read it, but it was fantastic. Um, And then I'm currently reading, (laughs) what am I reading? What's the book called? No, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. John Mark Comer. You got it. What's it we, called? We've talked about it almost every episode <laughs> of this know. podcast. L- literally the, of hurry. literally the greatest book of all time. Ruthless yeah. Elimination of there Hurry. It there it is. There it is. The Ruthless. Yeah. Um, I'm low-key procrastinating reading the rest of it. Because it scares you, right? You're worried about what's going to happen. Yeah, because it's going to be like, get off social media and I'm going to be like... <laughs> That's my job. No. <laughs> That's literally my job. No, no. But you need no, to finish it. It's great. So, ruthless elimination of hurry, uh, anonymous, and then celebration of discipline. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Chris, what are yours? This is sad because the only book I'm reading right now is the Bible, and I've only ever read two uh, books. Boo. I've only ever read two boo. full books my entire life, and I'm not going to mention one of them. But one is the Bible. What's the other one? Everybody poops doesn't count. No, no, I haven't got to that one yet. (laughs) One of them was his high school yearbook, which, if you know Chris. (laughs) (laughs) One page. Um, (laughs) I have several books, like, on cue, per se. It's just, you know, in the the words of John Foreman from Switchfoot, I don't want to read the book. I'd rather watch the movie. Wow. That's... 
I don't think he ever that's said that. That sounds like it's a, a lyric in Kim. That Kim sounds like a Michael a. Scott no, quote. It, it, it's, it's a, and it's which a lyric. Song? Which song? It's a, it's a line in Switchfoot's song, Kim 6A. It is. It is, actually. It's yeah. one of their, their old school songs. Yeah. Um, I think it was symbolic. Yeah, I don't think he really meant it that way. Well, that's how I, I took it. I feel like if John were on here, he would say, I read like 12 books in the last eight days. But, yeah. You know, anyway. Yeah. So what? If John, if John Foreman were on here, I would While cry. we've been talking, he would have written 42 songs. That's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is true. And he would have taken marker and written them all over his hands, too. So so the Bible is one, mm-hmm. and you don't have a two and a three? Like, you're that whole... I have books on cue that I want to start reading, but I just I need to stop procrastinating and read it. Wow. Can I, can I insert two so and three at, as he's that? He's got the Bible, have the Apocrypha. Have you ever read Because of Point Dixie? <laughs> no, I've never read that. Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah, the Rosetta Stone, any of that? No. Um, Sadly, no. Well, what are the he two? Just uncovered, he just unearthed two huge gold tablets in his backyard, <laughs> and a lizard <laughs> is helping him translate them. <laughs> what are the two you have on cue? Okay, two. Uh, number two I have on cue is uh, the book you gave me. The uh, I forgot the title of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the only other book he owns. No, oh, is that the title? Hold on, hold on, hold on, behind hold on. the sun. Hold on. Home behind the sun. Home the book the sun. you gave yeah. me. Okay, so. I purposely picked this question because I knew how incredibly awkward it was going to make it. <laughs> you know, what's that, one, what's that one book that I don't know the title to? But, that's got you a know. cool cover. Yeah, that one. That's that's number two. Um, number three, though, I want to read. No, I, I want to pick up where I left off is uh, Monster by Frank Peretti. Monster yeah. by Frank Peretti. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's a very diverse, very diverse list. So. Very cool. So I'm I'm currently uh, Ruthless Elimination is great. So I've read it twice already this year. Um, uh, one book I read every year that I always uh, go back to is called Chasing Francis by Ian Morgan Crone. Um, it's a fiction book, but it's about uh, kind of the the greater picture as an evangelical kind of losing his faith. So he goes and uh, journeys in the footsteps of Saint Francis to kind of rediscover his faith. It's great. I read that every year. And then most recently, I finished the book uh, Tulsa 1921, and it's about the Tulsa race massacre. And uh, kind of, uh, it was like uh, they used the newspaper accounts uh, during that time or the lack thereof to try to piece together the the story of what may have actually happened, even though there's still way more questions uh, than answers, other than that it was just a terrible, 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 terrible situation. Um, but so it's a, it's a very interesting read and informative, especially in light of our current uh, America as it stands. So yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, and I finished that what I'm currently reading right, right now. This is just a bonus fourth. It's called sick in the head by Judd Apatow. And uh, he's been doing interviews with comedians since like he was 15 years old. And so these are just all those interviews he's done with comedians. So it's great. Funny. Uh, you know, you get inside the mind of really, really weird people. So anyway, so, so that, that was top. Three. I like how you told, I like how you told Kyler not to move her mic very often. And all she's been doing the whole time you were talking was moving her mic to different places. She's she's just like going back and forth. Hey, you know, we're nothing if not professional. Nothing if not professional. So. Try to move it as little as possible. Gotcha. <laughs> well, hey, um, Kyle. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, uh, this is an episode, uh, you know, we promised everybody when we came back we'd have guests, and uh, we're kind of cheating on today's episode, but we thought, since you hadn't been on in a while, you could be our guest. <laughs> so, um, Y'all you kicked know, me off. And um, then... do, you, do you have, I mean, you've been teaching, you've got third graders running around, sending them to detention, stealing their paper brooms, all that stuff. Um, have you developed any new hot takes during this season? Uh, I think that a lot of kids would be a lot better off if their parents would uh, be better parents. <laughs> um, that's <laughs> two wow, weeks that's in. Um, that's two weeks. But also the five months that they had off and not finishing school, it, it made a huge, not being around other kids. Yeah. You can tell the kids who weren't around anyone and that just sat there and did nothing but play video games. Um, Y'all already know I've been on this journey of getting away from screens and whatnot. And like it just even more so like it is proven more so for younger kids um, that grow up with a screen glued to their face, how it's horrible for their brain, um, horrible for all sorts of development, their social development, their ability to comprehend so that has been pretty evident on the kids who are like yeah i played video games for five months straight and i'm like yeah i can tell um but um let's see also third graders are awesome i don't want to just be all negative they're hilarious yeah um they'll tell you what they think obviously about the the leg hair situation yeah (laughs) they (laughs) tell you that your leg hair is too long which i know okay goodness um i've only been worried about it since i was 13 but uh um they're still sweet that's why i was because i got moved to third grade late i was supposed to be in sixth grade sixth graders are not sweet they smell bad and uh third graders they're still sweet they still like things can still be cool and so i get to wander around the class with my guitar and they think i'm i mean they think i'm a dork but i think they're having fun johnny karate Which would be perfect, and so. So do you just like? None of them. Do you just no. walk around and make up little riffs. Yeah, well, we have a quote of the month, um, like school wide, okay. and so we do our. And so August we didn't have one since it was like the beginning of school, and so I just made I I picked one for our class to learn, and so we would sing it every day. Um, you know, we do a bunch of dance breaks, just kind of, just kind of treat them how I would want. What my kid, what I would want my kid to be doing at school, yeah. um, which he is here at school with me, and that's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long day though. I mean, I feel like it is. It's a lot of work. Not that I didn't think it would be. It's just like it's a different type of work. Yeah. Um, the stress isn't. There's not as much stress of like making sure everything's perfect and like performance stress you know what i mean there's not as much of that but there is just there's just a whole a whole lot of work and so kyler you reacted to that statement (laughs) yeah there we go just so you know what Um, time it is when we're recording everybody 5 (laughs) a.m yeah (laughs) kyler what was that reaction (laughs) i just the I wouldn't say I work in a high stress environment, but I realize I can't say a whole lot <laughs> about what it's going to say. I just find myself being stressed over the little things. Yeah. 
And I'm well, sure working it, with kids is fantastic, which I've worked with kids before and it's like a different stress, but it's like a stress that you can walk away from. Yeah. I think it just speaks to the fact that like the stress, I think sometimes the stresses we feel in ministry are, because you're going to feel stresses in anything you do. I think that sometimes the stresses we feel in ministry are unnecessary. Um, yeah. And we just bring bring them upon ourselves by the way, um, by an inappropriate culture, you know, inappropriate work culture or inappropriate, not inappropriate in like a sinful, yeah. inappropriate yeah. in yeah. Um, prior, prior, prioritization. Yeah. And so um, I think coming in, I mean, I haven't done anything third grade wise since I was in third grade and they do everything differently now. And so having to like study up every night and, but still like, I don't feel like, all right, if I get this wrong, then these kids are doomed. Like we just, we've got, it's a long year. Yeah. We've got every single day to work on it for however many hours a day. And so, uh, it's just, it's been good. I mean, that's a good thing and not to, to try to over spiritualize this in a uh, Christian creative podcast, but you know, like it's it's that idea of like knowing like we've got time, um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to have to watch what I say here. But like we, you know, in the in the church, we talk about, you know, it's souls and time is always running out. And, you know, every second, you know, there's this soul that might be lost and there's all. But we put so much pressure on, you know, everything has to be perfect or everything has to be said just right. And everything you can't walk in this journey with somebody because they've got to make a decision today. You know, and it's like I'm not making light of that or it's like, you know, obviously you want people to to make the conclusion and the decision to to follow Jesus. But like that is, I think, an undue pressure in terms of like creatively speaking, saying like everything we do has to hit the mark and everything's got to be, you know, make it happen this Sunday. Because then what happens is you just turn around and someone says, well, now you got to make it happen next Sunday and then it's got to happen the next Sunday. And, you know, we we do carry pressure that sometimes may be best suited in other places, I think. Yeah. Well, and that brings up, uh, I, I should have said this book. I'm reading a book called Faith for Exiles um, by Mark Kinneman. Okay. And, uh, or is it Brad Kinneman? It's Brad Kinneman and Mark something, or the guys from Barna. Yeah. And so they uh, basically had been doing their, you know, Barna does all their polls and they do research. And so they categorized um, Christians into four categories, like faithful church, like faithful would be the first category, occasional church attender, the second, um, prodigal, which used to go to church, mm-hmm. doesn't anymore. And then, um, uh, the other one is just like apostate, like never, never gone to church, never chose. And the, an interesting piece of research that they came up with was that they found out that if, when someone chooses to accept Christ, they are less likely to become a prodigal product. I always say prodigal, but I want to say prodigal. Anyways, they're less likely to become a prodigal if they accept Christ when they are 11 than they are if they accept Christ when they're nine. Huh. And so, like, they've, and they've got, you know, they've got all the research to back that up. And they, they spoke mm-hmm. a little bit to that. Like, sometimes we're so rushed to say they've got to make that decision today. But um, the research doesn't, it, it, proves over time that they're more likely if they're nine and they accept Christ, they're more likely to 
fall away from the faith than if they wait until they're 11. And not that, not necessarily, there's something about being nine years old and 11 years old. They're just trying to make the point that sometimes taking the slow route and really explaining it and really walking with someone like you said, um, it can be more impactful and actually more of a, of a heart change mm-hmm. rather than just a decision and then to forget about, you know? What do you think, Kyler? I think that makes sense. Um, num- age wise, unless I'm, I understood it backwards, but like when you step into like a, kids like church children's ministry they're taking a lot more time to explain like hey this is what letting jesus into your heart looks like and then you get to youth ministry and it's just some young guy in nike screaming at them you know jesus loves you with no like theological explanation and that's that's most not all but that that makes sense as to why they came up with those results I don't know if they went in depth that way, but that makes sense in my mind. Yeah. Well, yeah, they they just talk about like um, they they talk about the emphasis that's put on the initial decision and the lack of emphasis that is put on what happens after. Yeah. Like yeah. and and mm-hmm. and they're 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 polling just in evangelical American churches. That's what their polling is, and so um, the whole book is about. It's a really awesome book. It's just full of like data about. The whole point is how to reach the next generation, how to reach Gen, Gen Z, yeah, Gen Z and uh, beyond, um, to be lasting followers of Christ and not just be a number to count one year yeah. and then in ten years, yeah, I've always count them again because they'd fallen away. Yeah, I've always found it so interesting, like when you look at the the ancient church, like the first century church, um, you know, the 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 real onus of of conversion was baptism. Like that was that was really like if you were willing to be baptized, you know, publicly, then that was kind of the you you are a follower of Jesus. But in order to get to that, I gotta look up onus <laughs> real quick. But in order to get to that place, um, you would go like today we would call it the next steps or whatever. Like they would have to go through all this this teaching, and they would have kind of like a mentor who would walk with them and teach them and lead them. And of course, this is before people could mass read the Bible and all that all that stuff, and before the Bible was even uh, canonized. But so someone would walk with them, and they would take classes, and they would do all this stuff before they were considered converted, before they would take part in baptism. And you know, and and I'm not sitting here saying, well, we do it wrong today. It's just it's a different world, it's a different culture. But it's like, I think there's something to say that like the early church would take years to lead somebody to Christ, whereas we've said we'll lead you to Christ, then we'll teach you what it means to follow Christ. And sometimes the 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 knowing Christ and then knowing what Christ wants us to do. Uh, you get lost in between those two points sometimes. I think in in today's uh, church culture. Yeah, yeah. It would, I like agree. what you're saying. In ancient, it would require a sacrifice of those who wanted to consider themselves Christ followers. Like if they wanted to follow Christ, it would they would have to sacrifice their time yeah. or whatever it would to be able to do all these things so that they could. Um, not that it's about checking off boxes. We've talked about that a lot on here, but I think. That that could maybe boil it down to maybe sometimes we've lost the challenge of like this is going to cost you yeah, something. Yeah, and like whether you accept now or you accept later, it's got to cost you something or it's it's this yeah. deep, you know. And I agree with that. And to be yeah. fair, you know, it's a totally different time. In some cases, that was 
they they did that because you know Christianity wasn't accepted, so they didn't want someone infiltrating the church who would you know who who would just you know turn everybody in, and you know there were all these things that they would do that that led to that. But at the at the heart of it was just this fact of like you've got to know what Jesus wants of you before you can say I'll follow Him. And sometimes yeah. we've we've made it too easy to say I'll follow Him, but we haven't really taught them what it means to live for Jesus because it does require sacrifice. Um, it, it requires living in a way that is different. And it's you know countercultural yeah. if we're if we're really going to live the way you know Jesus asked us to in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, so, but anyway, Chris, yeah, we got too many too many grown Christians just drinking that milk instead of eating that steak. You know what there I is mean? That oat milk. You know, just going for hey. it. Hey, that oat milk. Oh yeah, you haven't had oat milk. Oh, gross! Be no. careful. <laughs> Be careful! It'll it'll get your uh, lactic <laughs> acid mess going. with their acid <laughs> reflex. Uh, reflux. 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 On, reflux. Sorry. Lactic acid. <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, you've been off camera nodding a little bit. Do you have any thoughts? Anything you'd like to add to this uh, deep, deep theological discussion? Oh, no. I was just, I'm just sitting over here uh, agreeing to what's being said. Just like, it's just, it's just like we, we, it's very easy to drop it nowadays to, okay, just ask Jesus into your heart and boom, you're done. You, there's n- like nothing that follows that. It's really, I think a lot of churches like forget to really push the follow up after that instead of just stopping right at the okay you've accepted Jesus good job no there you go so yeah we we've we have made it easy to not follow up and it's just enough to to say the prayer or whatever um, so but you know and creatively speaking I think that's just a burden for not a burden a challenge for for the creative people to talk with their pastors and talk with their leadership and say hey how can we make sure that you know, it's more than just a prayer. It's teaching people to live uh, Christ-like, and whether it's through a next step class or whether it's through discipleship or how whatever the means are. You know, hopefully those conversations are being had of you know what does it look like to be a true uh, Christ follower. Totally, <laughs> totally. Oh well, this has been fun. This has been real fun. I'm glad we could get uh, get into a deep, uh, deep, deep discussion here before it was time to go. Kyle, do you have any more hot takes before we head out? Oh, uh, plenty. Well, you were a little better, weak. I, I was really not. expecting you to come in firing, you know? Oh, man. Don't even get me started with all the stuff going on in our country. <laughs> well, I was really hoping to get you and Kyler going at it. So that was. Listen, we could. Well, I but see that. Have, I oh, just, she's, got, yeah. she's got some hot what takes. Are, what are your takes, Kyler? So. What do me I, and you disagree about? I. This is a safe place. So, Aaron. Aaron Nequest, I'm going to say his name wrong every time. He made a post on Instagram. Um, I don't want to look it up. Um, basically, they like reposting what a guy posted about um, pledging allegiance to anything other than Christ is, mm-hmm. in a sense, making something an idol. And I like I read it in my office and it's so dumb, but like I started to cry because I was so heartbroken about that because we're literally raised pledging allegiance to something when we don't even understand what that looks like. Um, And I've had this conversation with parts of my family and they get offended really quick um, and say things like, well, you don't understand the people who fought for, you know, the 
the rights we have in this country. And I agree. I totally respect that. Um, but my allegiance is to Christ before anything else. And I mean, I am blessed to live here. Um, the greatest country in the world is a, is a stretch. Um, <laughs> it's objective. It's objective and it's, it's, it's hyperbole. A, yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's kind of a general statement because what makes it great for some people is definitely not what Christ would consider great. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and it boils down to like the fact that, like you said, some people, your family get mad really fast. It's the same thing when we try to talk about anything, no one's willing to have a conversation to understand mm -hmm. why you're bringing that up. And they immediately accuse you of hating America yeah. And, or just you just don't understand how good you have it. And it's like, that's not it. But, like, if it all crumbled down tomorrow, then where's yeah. your allegiance? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. well, and, and, um, well, I was just going to say, to bring it back to being a follower of Jesus, like, if you look at the way Jesus, Jesus interacted with plenty of those people, right? You know, he interacted mm -hmm. with the people who were like, you know, we are God's chosen people, the nation of Israel. We, you know, it's this, it's that. It's he interacted with people from, you know, with Roman allegiance and all this kind of stuff. And, you mm -hmm. know, they would come ready to fight, and he would just, he would just have a conversation. And you know, usually he would mm -hmm. diffuse the situation completely just with his words. And we just cannot do that. Um, we we're just we're just so uh, partial to one side or the other that we can't have that conversation, um, which is which is super sad. Um, but bringing up Aaron Equist, mm -hmm. I mean, he must have just made everybody cry um, because he posted his newest uh, Eternal Current podcast, and he talked about mm -hmm. fear. And I mean, I'll tell you, I was out for my my morning um, my morning walk, and I was listening oh, no. to it. And I mean, it was it was one of the most amazing experiences I've I've had in a while. And uh, by the end of it, I'm just bawling. Like, I mean, I'm just in tears walking yeah. around my neighborhood hoping, you know, nobody sees me. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, like, the police yeah. come and check <laughs> on him. <laughs> Luckily, it's so early, nobody's out. Uh, but it's just like, I mean, it was just powerful talking about how do you, what is it that, that really you, you're afraid of? Yeah, what is it that, that really during this mm -hmm. season, because, you know, we talked about it when he was on the show, you know, there are all these fears or ideas or issues and all this stuff that are popping up. Um, because of this season we're in with the pandemic and with the injustice and and all the anger and all this kind of stuff. But um, it's super powerful. I'd recommend going and listening to it. doesn't mean you'll cry. It just it hit me in a certain way. Um, but I remember that. Just saved I remember it. that post. Um, I, I read through that post, too, and it's just it's so true um, and it's so real. And sometimes we we get lost in that, I think. So anyway, that's a good hot take, Kyler. It was. I was like. Uh, I just could say a lot. It's hard. I totally I, disagree with you, though. I think that you are just, <laughs> you are taking a dump on George Washington's grave <laughs> by saying that. But anyways. Eh. Let's talk. Oh. <laughs> I just, it's hard. I don't know. It's, as, a, as a young Christian who even has been raised in the church, the more, the more I look into things about, like, things that have become so common in the Western Christian world to say everything is so contradictory. Everything that we're saying, Christians are saying are so contradictory to what scripture says, because it's, it's like tradition. It's, you know, the American way. And, um, honestly, when I hear statistics about people in my generation leaving the church, not wanting to be a part of the church, I understand. Yeah. Um, 
I totally see it. And people get shocked, like, when I say that. But I'm like, are you kidding me? Sorry, Lord. <laughs> Did you see the power surge? I only saw a flash. No. <laughs> oh, I didn't wow. see anything. The flash. Um, That's the rapture. You missed it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> so did you. That was, that was the second call. Well, obviously, I did. Was the second I quit call. ministry. It was like at Broadway yeah, musicals when they I... flash the lights outside. <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening right now. Second call. Get ready. <laughs> Tradition. Good news. I found my Phantom of the Opera Level oh, one goodness. piano wow. book. Nice. So, so you're not going to. It's it solid. No, it's solid level two. So, have you been playing it, just chilling in your room? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been good. Playing piano, learning the piano, and also tapping it. Could yeah. <laughs> I I've got a hot take about opera, <laughs> if uh, anyone wants to hear, because opera is trash. Um, like, has anyone ever? Outside of like watching some stupid play about some hideous monster falling in love with a woman that's way out of his league, and then you know what I mean. That's what every opera is about, first of all. And then you can never understand. It doesn't matter what language the opera is in. Like pick any language, you never understand what it's in because they're either saying O's or Oz. <laughs> yeah, all horrible. Um, no. Just, yeah, yeah. The, the other night at one of the one of the um, the, uh, one of the conventions or whatever at the end of one of the speeches that like, everyone turned and someone sang a song in opera and it was like this is garbage no one likes to listen to opera outside of actually seeing the stage play and so um, opera is the worst and if you like it then please don't listen to this podcast there's my there hot take six of our eight listeners <laughs> <laughs> including one of our co-hosts. <laughs> I just had to add something that would get Kyler all riled up, you know. Well, there it is. I've like, watched the VM. Okay, the VMAs were last night. Video Music yeah. Awards. Lady was Gaga there any, was there any opera? Ariana swept everything. Um, I don't think so. But it was really cool how they did it. Um, cuz it was pre-recorded, mm. but they were it was either a green screen or like it was probably most likely a green screen, but basically the whole stage was um 360. Nice. It was really sick. They did some really cool stuff. Yeah, I saw they were on uh set it to record cuz that's uh, like one of the things I like to just fast forward through cuz I don't care about the awards or anything like that, but the set it sets and stuff they do are always pretty sweet. So I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Miley Cyrus is risque, but her performance, <laughs> no, listen, um, like the, the graphics and stuff they did were really, really sick. Um, it's not too risque. One of her cleaner performances actually. So watch it, I guess. Um, <laughs> I feel like you're very conflicted right now. <laughs> uh, it's just me constantly. Well, that's just your life. <laughs> that's just life. Uh, well, uh, it's been it's been fun. We better wrap it up because um, I think the storm's about to hit uh, here in uh, Oklahoma. So it's totally black here. So, uh, so we better that's great. be like a buffalo and run head on into the storm. But um, you guys. <laughs> Um, uh, any any last thoughts? Saying? Any last thoughts? Anybody? I'm curious. 
curious about the buffalo thing. Oh, but it's a kale isn't that bad. <sighs> kale isn't that bad. Kale, no. Ah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Chris, what's your last thought? Anything? Anything? Same as Kyler. Kale, no. Oh. <laughs> Kyle, it's good to have you back. You get the last word. Yeah, I mean, I was going to tell you all, if you all get any um, emails from me about uh, canned meat, you can just go ahead and delete them. They're all spam. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> so. it is. <laughs> uh, I think that wraps it up for this episode of the Creative Show Podcast. For uh, producer Chris, uh, Kyler Clapp, and Kyle Lee, I'm Jason Evans, and we'll <laughs> catch you guys next week. <laughs> Create a radio show. <laughs> oh, dad jokes 101, man. <laughs> I was looking for something really insightful, but guess not. <laughs>